Welcome to Troblack TV's weekly podcast where we feature the world's most extreme athletes. This week we're featuring Sean Lopez, who was raised in the beautiful island of Maui, surfing the jaws under the shadows of his legendary uncle, Jerry Lopez. But as you will hear from Sean himself, he owes all of his success to his father, who saved his life more than once. Sean Lopez, welcome to our show. Yeah, how's it going? Good, man. How's life treating you? You just get back from Fiji? I just got back into Fiji this morning. I'm a little jet-lagged. I had a, definitely a hell flight back. I get in at like 2 in the morning, and then I had to like wait a couple hours on a water to catch the 5 o'clock flight. So, nice. I felt like I partied all night. <laughs> <laughs> Phil worked, huh? Yeah. What was the surfing like in Fiji? It was... Um, it was pretty big. It was uh, probably 15 feet, odd 20-footer, Hawaiian scale, and there was a hair bit of wind that kept it from being perfect, And but it was it was definitely good enough to roll the dice and see what it was going to be, and there was always the consolation prizes of these other waves that, that weren't as big. Were, it was really just a good, well-rounded trip, regardless. So were you there just to, uh, like, Check out the surf, or were you uh, there? Yeah, I've. It's Tavaru Island, the resort, and there's about four or five uh, waves. And Claw Breaks, the premier one, and um, I've been working down there forever as a lifeguard, you know, boat drivers. So it's it's definitely a second home to me. So it was a really huge swell that was on the map, and we um, just chased it down there. We saw it, and it was definitely worth worth rolling the dice to see if it was going to be all that. So. The size is there, just the wind wasn't really cooperating for us. Right on. Well, you sent me a photo, and that just looks pretty epic, man. Yeah, that was like one of the first ways I got right before the wind came up. Right on. Who was the photographer? That one is a frame grab from this filmer, this guy, Tim Bonathan. What's it like being uh, the nephew of uh, Jerry Lopez? Uh, do you feel any pressure to live up to his reputation? It's cool. It's just, it's more of a family thing. It's my dad as much as my uncle's. It's in anything. It's he's uh, obviously having that that name. The bloodline has opened doors and just learned it. It's just there's really no pressure at the end of the day. It's just I I found it on my own terms and it was always like that. So it's cool. It's just it's more just a way of life over here in Hawaii. Yeah, no kidding. Well, which island are you living on? Maui, North Shore, Haiku. Good. Yeah. How old were you when you started? Um, geez, right before I can walk. I don't know. Like uh, <laughs> before I grew walk. up at the, I grew up and grew up at the beach. My dad was a surfer. My mom was a beach girl. So just just grew up at the beach, playing on boogie boards and swimming, and just it was the natural progression of one day you stood up on it and you just kind of worked your way out. Do you remember how old you were when you first stood up? Probably like five, I think, five or six. I didn't really, I don't think, I do remember I definitely got into it in like third grade when like a bunch of my friends were getting to it. And I was like, we had our little posse. That's awesome. A posse of five. Third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, if you could see the little, it's like this little hokeepa where we all grew up. It's just the incubator tank, bait tank of all the kids and we all just grew up together. It has a lot of tiny little ways good for the kids. Yeah, at what point did you just realize that uh, 
surfing was going to be your life? Probably around high school time or just once I got my driver's license and surfing was where it's at. And I mean, it's where it stands now. Like it definitely, it's come and gone for me a couple of different times in my life. And it's, it's not everything, but it's more of like a lifestyle where it will keep you healthy and in check. And I mean, I'm strictly working class by then at the end of the day. So it's just, um, just a good hobby to have in the back pocket, especially if you grew up in a place like this in Maui, you gotta, you gotta take advantage of the ocean that's around you. No kidding. Shame not to. Yeah. So it's just, just strictly for the love of it at the end of the day. So is it more of a sport for you or is it kind of a spiritual calling? Um, probably a little bit of both. There's definitely, you get some very, it's good for the mind and there's some beautiful moments when you're out there just in nature and you just take it all in and really observe and be very present for it. And then there's other days where it's, it's just a really good way to stay healthy and stay, stay in shape. Surfing's really good at that. That'll let you know when you are not in shape or your mind's not there or whatever, because you definitely can't, you can't feed her. You can't fight or beat mother nature at the end of the day. No. So yeah, there's no, there's no line once you get out there. Yeah, you're just exactly. So it'll let you know when your timing's off or you're tired or you're, you're distracted real quick, especially if there's waves of consequence or your body's not there. Mm hmm. Speaking of which, uh, what kind of training do you do? Um, probably the first is just surfing. That's just keeping the, the reflexes, even when it's small, trying to get in the water at least once a day. And then a um, bit of running, a bit of paddleboarding. And then I've been doing working at this gym with one of our tra- a, tra- a personal trainer and just doing kind of dynamic body weight circuits, just keeping the body moving. So like an overall fitness type thing? Yeah, yeah. That's she, she, it's kind of it's a really cool gym, and there's a bunch of different other athletes from Olympic years to other big wave surfers and professional athletes and kiteboarders and windsurfers, and so we all have kind of similar goals to just stay on it. And like when you're surfing, is one of the things too. It can kind of I mean it is seasonal, but it also can you kind of there's peaks and valleys so you just got to be ready you never really know when that next big swell is mm-hmm. so during that time that's when you guys start training for the next set yeah just it's more about i think it's more about maintenance and just maintaining a, a really strong baseline mm-hmm. and then trying to trying to ramp it up seasonally but just it's definitely it's it's something you don't kind of there's not really a slack off season just kind of keep it there all the time because <laughs> you never quite know. Yeah, no kidding. That seems to be true in most sports. Anyone who's trying to take this sport to a high level, I know myself from climbing or snowboarding mm-hmm. or, or biking or whatever it may be, um, you know, you have the seasons that the sport mm-hmm. happens. But in between, you take those opportunities to just see how strong you can get so that when the season rolls in, and, and you never know it could happen early, you're ready to charge yeah do you practice yoga like your uncle um yeah i do not as dedicated as him as my practice but it's um i definitely got some old lingering injuries that if i don't stretch i feel them tighten up really quick especially if i've been training a lot so it's it's something that's it works for sure it's 
it's been there for me through some some of the downtimes for sure where I've been injured or mentally just recentering and the meditating side of things and visualization for sure. So yeah, it's, it was definitely there. I definitely use it on the big days. Like I'll just have a really good warm up and stretch and kind of meditate and visualize what I'm gonna do for the day and those big game days. What do you do for a warm up when it's a big wave day? Um I'm usually just up up really early before the sun and just just kind of do this dynamic warm up for the body. It's just kind of like just like a really simple cir- circuit and just like a like a very simple yoga vinyasa series and just try to get the body nice and hot more than anything. Just feel it, make sure everything's firing, and feeling feeling good, and there's. You practice holding your breath. The breathing exercise. Um, I've done some of those breath hold classes before, the free diving classes, and just kind of learned mm-hmm. a couple of techniques. I know a couple of guys definitely do before they get out there and really train to oxygenate, but that's probably something I need to be doing. <laughs> but I've definitely been down that. I've studied those uh, classes, but but not day of now. Yeah, because the reason why I ask is that to anyone that's gone surfing, myself included, man, I mean, you get pummeled by the waves. You can be held down there for a couple of minutes. How long can you hold All your right. breath in the water, you think? Um, when I did the freediving course, we did a, I did a static wrestle, which is just face down, hands on the side of the pool. I just broke four minutes. Yeah, that was my nice. max. And, but, I mean, guys were going seven or eight right next to me. <laughs> So it's, it's it's amazing what the body can do when you actually train it and push it. So it's just yeah, no kidding. Uh, it's, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> what what's the longest you've ever been held under? You think probably forty five seconds to a minute. Like probably probably forty five seconds. And that seems like forever for sure. Was there at any point did you think you're like you could drown? No, I just wasn't. I, don't let your mind go that way. To be honest, keep it distracted with thinking something else. But like, I'm funny to what ask. would you what would you think of? Just staying relaxed and like when I was when I did those like static breath holds, I was just doing a visualization of like a morning routine, like when I was in Fiji or something. Just from waking up to walking outside and just doing this routine, as many little details as I can imagine, and just don't. Anything but letting your mind think that you're you're underwater and, <laughs> and you're you're losing air. So just just keep checking. You're okay. You're calm. Just checking that all there. And just generally nowadays we have the safety equipment now too. That's really good. So we have got the CO2 containers and the pull vests, and so you're the potential is still there, but there's there's precautionary, especially when it's big. You pick things and do it the right way safely. Do you use the vest a lot? Only when it's big, yeah. When those big days of Jaws or some of the other recent stuff. Um, funny you ask that though. Like we just, I just got back from Fiji, and one of my good friends literally just drowned. We had to bring him back, resuscitate him on our boat, and it just was a a big like wake up call to all of us. Wow. He was was he wearing a vest? He was not. He was not. Yeah, you, yeah. a good example of why we should wear one, huh? Yeah, it was just definitely a rising swell, and the swell wasn't quite filling in yet. I think he was just taking a quick warm up, 
and just it was one of those shit happens moments that just happened really quick. Next that must have scared the hell out of you guys. Oh yeah, it was, we had to do a big, it took, took a big reset for sure. Yeah, no kidding, man. Were you there helping him uh, get revived? Oh yeah, it came right on our boat. It was. Um, we didn't know who it was, but we spotted it, and our friend was there with a the jet ski, and we told him to go in there and grab him, and he was under for three waves, and he, he gassed out, and luckily he wasn't that he hit his head or anything, or and he just brought him to the boat, and he was he was definitely completely unconscious and full of water. Wow. It was sober. It was definitely a huge reality check of what we're doing. Yeah, no kidding, man. Yeah, that reminds me of uh, Nazare. Have you ever surfed at Nazare before? I have not. Is oh, that like on? Is that on your videos though? Um, not really. Not really. It's cold and it was cold and really big and kind of far. And I got jobs right five minutes from my from my house, so that makes it easy. Yeah, no. <laughs> and the water's warm. Water's warm, and everything. Everything I've heard from all the people I've visited is it is one frightening bit. <laughs> Sounds like your uh, the competition scene is not your thing. No, I never. You, they're just. I, I, mean, I think I was eighteen, and just, just either you had the contest back then, or you, you didn't. And there wasn't a lot of money anyway, so I just went. I stuck with school and I went to school at UH and kind of had the best of both worlds. I would have a couple of little tiny sponsors and lived on the North shore and surfed as much as anybody that was sponsoring. And I got to work in Fiji and be a boat driver as, as good as any gig in the surfing game. And, um, I, I tried to, the only equivalent like working in Fiji as a, as a surf guide is probably like a, a backcountry guide in Jackson Hole or Alaska or somewhere you're just getting the ultimate days. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, I was going to ask you, do you cross over to any other sports like skateboarding and snowboarding or anything like that? Um, I Not really. I do a couple of snowboarding trips, but it's more for pure fun. I wouldn't consider myself good by any means. So, well, yeah, just, it's hard to be good yeah. at everything, man. Exactly. So what's what's Quickly. next? Um, I am. Uh, I got a couple of good projects. I'm just back home from Maui for the summer. There's a couple of spots if they they turn on, they're on the radar. Like I just got back from Fiji. I can't imagine getting any better than it was this summer, but potential is always there. And um, I don't know, just work and train. I got a new. Pro- we're opening up a new store out here. Um. That's going to be pretty cool. So, what kind of store? It's For a little shop? general store. Yeah, it's a little general store slash smoothie and um, sandwich bar, and it's on two and a half acres. And we're going to do full farm to table, um, fruit farm, vegetable farm, and uh, it's right as the crow flies. It's right above Jaws, and it's me, Makua Rothman, and Kaleo Roberson, which are as Authentic Jaws surfers, and it's called Jaws Country Store. So I was just gonna Jaws give Country cool. Store. That's very yeah. cool, man. Yeah, it's, gonna be, it's right on the side of the highway and Honda Highway, and uh, it's gonna be something awesome. You'll be definitely getting the press release when we're open. <laughs> right on, man. That's so awesome. Yeah, that's my that's my new baby right now. So that's pretty much all my energy is gonna be probably going towards that this summer just to get that thing open and launch. 
Hey, I love hearing stories like that. It's kind of like hearing about, uh, like, we have Chris Sharma, one of the legendary climbers who just opened up a climbing gym in Barcelona. I just oh, love wow. hearing that story where athletes take their passion and do something, you know, like you, just the store can actually have a big impact on uh, the community. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, and, the, and probably the other element I kind of left out was um, it's going to have a real strong sustainability farm-to-table angle. I come from selling solar panels and electricians, so so everything that we can do, we'll sell solar panels if we have to help people get water catchment and gardening and all that kind of stuff as well. So. And lastly, uh, what words of inspiration would you like to share with the Trouble Black community? Um, stay humble. Stay humble. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> stay humble. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I tell my friends the same you know, just when you think that you're on the top, man, there's going to be someone who's going to come along and show that you're not. Yeah, I know. It always comes back to my uncle, but just keep it in there. It's, my dad's just as big as an inspiration as anything, so he's he's been the one that's been my my biggest cheerleader, inspiration, role model in life. I mean, my uncle makes really great surfboards, but my dad's just as, just as a crazy underground charger as he is. Well, tell, so. tell me more about your dad, though. He, my dad is, I mean, he's the one that taught me how to surf. He's been like a hero. He's taught me about how to be a man. Um, he's as fearless as anybody in the ocean. And he's an unbelievable waterman. And he's who I, I learned, learned the ocean from. And now when we go out to Jaws, he's my tow partner, my, my life rescue person that just basically keeps an eye on us. And, I definitely would have never caught half of huge waves in my life if he wasn't there in my corner, for sure. So that's awesome. Lot, you guys man. actually paddle. You guys actually paddle out together. He's not surfing so much anymore, but he's on the jet ski wa- running water safety for us. He's pretty much head, head water safety now on our team. And this, the big wave surfing now is it's it's very much a team sport, if anything, just because as far as what just the safety part is. You have to have a team with your back. You can't do it by alone anymore because the risk is so high. Mm-hmm. The risk and is that high. Yeah, the risk is that high. And Does he tow you out? Yep. A, lot of, a bunch of those pictures that I sent you of Jaws this winter, he, was, he towed me in all those waves. That's so awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Has he ever had to uh, rescue you? Oh, many times. <laughs> Truth be told. Yes. He's, he's earned his keep. Yeah. For sure. I owe many dinners. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. You know, when you look back on it, I think of my dad the same way. You know, sometimes, you know, you wonder who you got your inspiration from. And it's cool that you can honor your dad that way. Yeah, for sure. He's he's the man. Hey, well, Sean, thank you so much. I really no problem. Uh, appreciate Easy. you taking the time to talk to us and just talking yeah. to you makes me want to book a flight to Maui and do some surfing. Come, come check us out if you ever want to come out to Jaws. It's pretty easy. Absolutely, man. We definitely will. Yeah, just you just stay in touch and uh, so you just we'll get on the, get you on the radar when the storms look like they're starting to brew. Right on. Yeah, we'd love to do, come out and do some shooting. I'll be in touch, and I'll get that uh, the media off to you. Please. We, uh, moment okay. we get that, we'll uh, set up a page for you. Okay, cool. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Aloha.
Aloha indeed. I don't know about you, but I think Sean is an incredible dude. And I wish him all the success in the world for his new store across from Jaws. Here's a couple takeaways for you. Be humble. If you're going to be surfing big waves, being humble and aware of your abilities could very well keep you alive. And it's also an incredible, great personality trait. Nobody likes a braggart who's arrogant and full of himself in any sport. Be humble. Number two, if you're going to be surfing big waves, wear an inflatable life vest, train like a fiend, and practice holding your breath for as long as you can. This could very well save your life if you held under for a couple of ways. And number three, honor thy father. It's so easy for all of us to forget who gave us our start and who's been there for us all along. Until next week, my friends, this is Dan Goodwin with Black TV, your entertainment source for extreme sports.